Welcome to JP Morgan TV and Happy New Year. I'm Bruce Kasman and with me today for the first time this year is Joe Lupton. Happy, Happy New Year, Year, Bruce. Happy New Year, Joe. Um, so back I, at home, by the way, back at home. Yes. <laughs> without, without an obvious endpoint to that. Right. I think this is a pretty interesting week um, in the context of what we're seeing in the activity indicators, there's this sense of momentum shifting going on. Um, and in the context of what we're seeing uh, in terms of the U.S. economy and the labor market more specifically, um, there's a Fed shifting going on. And let's, let's try to address both of those. Perhaps on the growth side, maybe um, the point to start with is the PMI, since that was an important and broad-based uh, data release, and it does give us some of the color we think is um, taking place here. So why don't you go through what the signal you see in the December PMIs and, and how it's uh, connecting to our broader view about the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, I think we you got everything that you would expect to see happening in the December PMIs, given the, the kind of the backdrop that we have. And, you know, I, I guess it's as a side point, it's just a reminder of how useful these surveys really are, not just their timeliness, but they do tend to tell the story that we think is happening. Now, maybe that's just confirmation bias of <laughs> telling us what we think, but I really do think the surveys are great and they, they line up. Okay, advertising done. Uh, the, I mean, the global PMI is basically on the, on the industry side of things. A, a key call of ours has been that if we're right, we should start to see bottleneck pressures fading and industry starting to lift. And, you know, the hard data through November clearly has been been showing that that's happening. And we were already seeing that in the surveys through November. And then the December surveys just added on top of that. So we had a nice move up in the output PMI. We saw delivery time start to shorten again. We saw prices come down. Some of that, of course, is energy prices. But I'd also point out seeing Asia be a big part of that lift in the in the manufacturing PMIs just underscores a sense that you know the, that all of those supply chain problems that we had through a lot of last year aren't going away, but they're certainly starting to fade and promoting a bit of an inventory rebuild in the uh, in the manufacturing sector. So on the manufacturing side, we got everything that we want, and I think it was quite quite constructive through December. So that, yeah, so I think manufacturing lift, as you say, it's already starting to show up pretty clearly in the data, and importantly, the 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 regional. Asian part, the sectoral auto sectors parts are all kind of of that 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 are kind of connecting uh, to that that broader story that you laid out. Unfortunately, that's not the only story that's at work here, and we have this this sense of service sector momentum lift, and it's connecting to obviously um, issues around Omicron. So what's what is the PMI, what do the PMIs tell us there? Well, I I think here too you kind of got what we expected again confirmation bias i don't know i mean it kind of fit our priors which was we feel like you know with the uh the, the kind of the outbreak that's starting to take place that if it was going to hit anywhere first it really you should really see it in services and lo and behold the service sector pmi global pmi did take a, a you know a step down um i would say it's alarming but it is notable that if you look we have these kind of sectoral decompositions within services. I think it's quite notable that it's consumer services that really that that did take a pretty large drop 
Uh, and I think that's very much in line with the sense that pandemic drags are building. They will be kind of more concentrated in services. It's a big question about whether this will start to reintroduce some of the bottleneck pressures in Asia that then ripple out into the broader manufacturing sector. We're obviously debating this <laughs> intently well, between uh, among the team here. Let's not talk about that specific issue, but yeah. let's just talk more generally I mean, one of the things about the services PMI is there really is no coverage in Asia outside of, uh, in emerging Asia outside of India and, and China. Um, and I think, you know, one of the really important issues here is do we get a Omicron wave hitting um, Asia? It's not really built into our macro forecast right now for Q1. So what's the, what's your thinking on that? To what degree does what we see in the December services PMI kind of build because the, um, or at least build in the, in the broader data because the Asian economies are not just been hit by this. Yeah. I, I think, I think some downgrades are probably going to have to happen there. Uh, this has been kind of a rising concern. I think, uh, you also are, have a little bit concerned not to put words in your mouth, but I think you would say the risks are probably skewed to the downside. I think if you talk to our team, they'd clearly say the risks are to the downside based on the, the, the sense that the Omicron wave, which has hit hard in Europe, it's hit hard in the U.S., has not really fully reached the shores of Asia yet. I do. With all of that said, I think we need to be careful. Everything's about calibration here. And, and we don't think that even if there are some downside risks to growth, and by the way, we did make growth downgrades in the U.S. this, this week, uh, partly related to that. Uh, but even if we see risk to the to the downside, it's not that we think we're going to go back to the type of you know Europe was in recession uh, you know during its winter wave last year. The Delta wave did a ton of damage in Asia. We do think there are reasons to to kind of temper the type of drags we're going to get this time around, and I think it's partly related to the much you know much larger uh, uh, you know increase in vaccinations that we've seen across the region and importantly it's a lot more mild right i think yeah i think we've been hinting at that for a while and say maybe but the evidence is starting to get pretty overwhelming that it's more mild so i think that's that's also a part of the story why we would temper the the types of of drags and then lastly i just think you know we say this every wave that that policymakers are going to be more targeted uh and i think at least our asia team feels like they're going to be more targeted this time i'm skeptical on that i think there will be more hit that does show up in manufacturing but that's a bit of the debate that we're having on the team and right now that's not in our forecast all right let's switch gears here so there is a a growth drag building and um as you noted in passing the u.s team took down first quarter growth to one and a half percent uh what i think is pretty interesting here is in the same week that we took down our gdp forecast um we also pushed uh, quite a bit on the fed moving the first hike to march and also um now believing that balance sheet runoff will start very soon after the first rate hike uh, we have it a beginning um, in June. So what is it that drives the change in our Fed call here? I, I think it's the labor market, right? I mean, it's the tightness in the labor market, coupled with a sense that you had this run of really high inflation that, you know, started out as a kind of a transitory story, but they've really kind of given up on that as a 
material part of the outlook. I mean, obviously things are going to fade. Uh, you put a note out this week talking about some of the, the the spike that we've seen in the in the fourth quarter. What will come off? But you know, you you, you are going to have inflation running hotter as we move through this year. The unemployment rate in today's payroll report was pretty eye popping, and uh, you know, I don't know what's the the fall since mid year last year is is, is is what three percentage points. Uh, um, I think the fall since the middle of last year is about one and three quarters. Sorry, sorry, one and three quarters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going back to the beginning, but yeah. So you've had this tremendous fall in the in the unemployment rate. It's now at three nine, and this is a, at a point. If you go back to the last cycle, where they had already kind of got their their rate hiking cycle going. Um, so you put all that together, and I think there's just a combined with a lot of the the the, the Fed speak that's been coming out. Um, you know, I think it's just, you know, pulled it forward a little bit. It is, just, you know, it is one quarter. So it's not I don't want to get too um, carried away with it. But, you know, relative to where we were, say, six months ago, it's a it's a material change reflecting the the, the labor market primarily, I think. And don't forget the fact that we've also got them now moving more quickly to uh, allow the balance sheet to unwind. Yeah, I mean, it it just pulls all that forward, right, uh, a little bit. Um, and wait, wait, Bruce, when is the, 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 do we think now the balance sheet runoff begins? In June. June, yeah. Right, um, so we made it, we made a change um, recently that they'll start the balance sheet in this year. We had not expected that till sometime next year. So we've moved, you know, probably something like nine months on the start there. That's a pretty, pretty significant timing shift. So uh, let's let's end by addressing this issue of do we need to worry here uh, about the global economy's resilience uh, in the face of what obviously is a faster and ultimately we think bigger adjustment on the part of the of the Fed here. Um, you know, how resilient do you think things are? Do we, we we're certainly not at the point where we're resetting um macro forecasts in 2022 around the world to higher long-term interest rates and more Fed. But should we be worried about that, leaving aside the concerns and conversation we had about Omicron uh, a couple of minutes ago? Is that really a more significant issue? Yeah. I mean, you, you're going to get some of the, the two-handed economists here. I mean, I would say on the on the near term, you know, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more worried about the near term outlook, but I do think there's a there's still fundamental strength in the economy. And that that's that view served us well in terms of getting this bounce back that we're seeing right now in the industry. Right. We really held on to there's going to be a, a shock that really disappointed us in the third quarter, but things are kind of bouncing back. And I think that is a resiliency test that that viewers should not lose sight of. Right. That that and we were encouraged by that. The other point I, I, I would make is that that fundamental resiliency does carry, you know, is still within our outlook and growth, while it's, you know, probably going to take something down, is still quite, quite strong, right? I mean, you were coming off what we think is going to be a 6% growth uh, last quarter, maybe that gets down to three, maybe even dips below three. But for an economy is 2.6% potential is pretty good. And we still probably would bounce back later in the year. So all of that is strong growth. I think that 
imbalances that are in that in the outlook with the U.S. really taking more of a leadership uh, in terms of getting out of the, uh, the, the, the hole sooner, much sooner than other parts of the world and the Fed moving more quickly. I think that's going to be a part of the conversation that is going to build is when we get through this, this next round, this next resiliency test on Omicron, the Fed starts moving. And does that start to weigh on places like emerging markets uh, a bit more? We've seen the 10-year move up quite a bit in just this year. And I think our guys would say like, well, if we get to 2% on the 10 year, that starts to become a bit more of a, of a challenge. And so I, I guess I do worry about that imbalance. We had a flavor of this in the last expansion, but um, uh, you know, you know, it's something that we're going to have to grapple with once we get through the next couple months here of Omicron. Okay. So I think we'll leave it there. Uh, probably worth noting at the end, that the slowing in momentum in the U.S. consumer is expected to come across in a significant drop in retail sales in the month of December next week in our forecast. And in addition, uh, we do have uh, a moderation in inflation in the month with a three-tenth headline rise in uh, CPI. Uh, so we'll leave it there. And uh, again, Happy New Year and hope that we can continue this conversation next week on JP Morgan TV. Thank you.